If you've heard me preach for any time at all, you know that one of my favorite topics to talk about is how I used to get in trouble when I was a kid. Well, I was thinking about this, and my father, well, he could probably count on one hand the number of times he got in trouble, and so I have no idea how he started all of his sermons throughout his career. But there was this one time. You see, my grandmother used to make Christmas cookies, and the cookies that she make were these magnificent sugar cookies that would be intricately painted with, with icing, and there would be gingerbread men and bells and Santa Claus and reindeer. Oh, they, they were amazing. And even after she quit making them, the, the tradition carried on. Well, there was this one year that my father, I guess he was a little boy, while my grandmother had gone next door to talk to the neighbor about something, apparently my father went and ate all of the heads off of all of the gingerbread men. You know this didn't go over well if I know the story some 70 years later, you know? But like I said, that tradition of the cookies continued. My aunt took up the mantle, and, and then my uncle started joining in. And then when my parents moved to, to Greensboro, North Carolina, where, where they lived, um, they started helping out. And so every Christmas now, we still get these cookies. And let me tell you, they're like giving and receiving gold every single year. It's amazing. Because I remember when I was a kid, and my father would get our family's stash, you know, my brother and I were lucky to get one. Now we get our own, and it's amazing. Well, it's usually amazing. This year, I, if I get these cookies, because I won't get them until I travel to North Carolina, so if I get them, they've got to be mailed. So more than likely, I'm going to get reindeer that are amputated and Christmas unrecognizable Santa Clauses and shattered bells and probably decapitated gingerbread men if I get them at all because of this lovely pandemic known as COVID-19 we don't get to go to North Carolina this year so the cookies are going to have to be mailed and that's just one more tradition that's fallen by the wayside thanks COVID it's just is it ever going to end I mean, our hope is that 2020 is going to come to an end. Well, it, it's not our hope. It is going to come to an end, definitely, at 11.59 this Thursday night. And we are going to welcome in 2021. And there's this hope that's with 2021 that all of this madness will soon come to an end. But do we really think flipping a calendar is going to do it? I mean, we've been looking for someone to save us from this all year long, haven't we? I mean, some folks put their hope in, in President Trump, and others have put their hope in President-elect Biden. Some put their hope in the CDC or, or Dr. Fauci. Some put their hope in Moderna or Pfizer. We are all putting our hope in someone that, that somehow we're going to get saved from all of this craziness that is being brought on by this illness, by this nasty virus that just runs rampant through our neighborhoods, through our communities, and yes, through our homes. Who is going to save us from all of this? That's the question that has been being asked since the beginning of time. And you see, 
in today's lessons and carols, it's not just the story of Jesus being born. You may have noticed that, that the story began all the way back in Genesis. Not with creation, but with the fall of humanity. We hear about how God is walking through the Garden of Eden and his, his two people, Adam and Eve, are nowhere to be found because they were naked and they knew it. And the only reason they would have known it is because they broke the one rule they were told not to do. They ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And from that time, we have lived in a world of sin and darkness and death. But then we turn the page and we hear about Abraham, who because of his righteousness, because he obeyed, he received a blessing from God that not only was for him and his family, but for all nations throughout time. But see, the world didn't exactly turn around at that time. Sin was still present. And from there, you had the slavery in Egypt and the exodus. And then you had the kings of Israel, the highs and lows that that brought on. And then you had the Babylonian captivity where the mighty Babylonian empire came in and took over in Israel and took the people away. And then we turn the page and we hear from the prophet Isaiah who is calling out during this, this time of madness, this time of sadness, this time of depression. And he offers a word of hope because he says that there is a Messiah that's coming, that God will save his people because those who have walked in darkness, even though they're sinning, even though they're walking as if there is no God, on them light has shined. And we hear that that light will come from the stump of, the, the stump of Jesse. In other words, he'll be a descendant of David. And, and that this, this Messiah will not only bring peace among people, but peace to all of creation. And then we go further. We turn the page again and we hear how that peace is going to come. It's going to come through the birth of a child being born to, of all people, a virgin. And, and how angels announced to, made this announcement to her. And, and Mary heard the words and was told, do not be afraid. And then later on, as, as that pregnancy came to an ending, they had traveled to Bethlehem because of a census. And that child was born. And then an angel showed up to these lowly shepherds, these, these run-of-the-mill, into-the-earth shepherds. And they were the first to hear it. That the Messiah had been born. A Savior had been given. And they had to, to, they ran to go see what had taken place. And here they found this baby, born of all places in a barn. And then we hear the words of John. That in the beginning, from the very get-go, before sin and death had entered the world, was the Word. And the Word became flesh. And it says, we have seen the, the glory of a Father's only Son full of truth. And that truth is that this baby born in a manger grew up and gave his life for our sake, for our sin, to defeat sin and death. And through him, 
and his resurrection, we have life and life eternal. In today's readings, we hear the answer to how will this end? How will everything be changed? And the answer is God. Twice in these readings we hear this phrase, do not be afraid. And so I tell you that this very morning, my friends, as we celebrate Christmas, do not be afraid. You know, I've seen a lot of signs out there, faith over fear. And what I tell you this morning is faith over everything. Because we have a God who is still in control. We have a God who ultimately not only will defeat COVID, but has defeated sin and death. And through him, all of creation will be made whole. And then there will be no more crying, no more pain, no more tears. All will be made right, just as it was made good in the very beginning. You see, that's what Christmas is ultimately all about. It's that in this world of pain and sorrow that we deal with, we have a God who encounters us where we are to say, I am in control. I've got you. It's going to be okay. You don't need to be afraid. So my friends, as we continue to celebrate Christmas, remember that. Faith over everything. Because in the end, God is still in control. The very one who became flesh and lived among us. Who came into this world of pain and sinness to defeat it will defeat this too and from this we will always have hope amen